I cannot tell you how important this next part of the book of Colossians is to all followers of Jesus Christ. Paul has been teaching and discipling these Gentile believers in Colossae as to who they are in Christ and how and why it is so important to mature and grow in their faith. As this next part of Colossians in chapter 3 is another, I feel, critical must, you might say, to understand the vital knowledge of a marriage and what God commands his believers to obey and to adhere to. Well, hello everyone, I'm Neil Parks, and we are in the book of Colossians with the Apostle Paul, and he is teaching the Colossians and us, for that matter, some much-needed information about who we are in Christ. We left off last time in Colossians 3, chapter 3, verse 17. Let me read it. Paul says, Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, and whatever be done in the name of the Master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Now, in my first 39 years of life, the closest thing to God for me was Santa Claus. Categorically, nothing while growing up was ever mentioned to me about the Lord. Now, I know I'm not the only person with that kind of upbringing neglect. And with that said, the importance of educating and training has to be at the forefront of the family. So now Paul is discipling the Colossians and us about this significance of God's presence in the Christian family. So let's pick it up in Colossians 3, verse 18 through 21. I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified Translation. Verse 18 says, Wives, be subject to your husbands, out of respect for their position as protector and their accountability to God, as is proper and fitting in the Lord. So, here we are. We have Paul telling the wife to be respectful to her husband because of his position in the marriage. But with that said, this, and I can't say that loud enough, this is not about the wife worshiping the husband, his moment. It's a love acknowledgement moment of the husband's, get this, of the husband's God-appointed position and his, the husband's, devotion to God and his accountability to God. 
Did we get that? His accountability to God. Now, in some other translations, verse 18 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Let's look at that word, submit. The Greek verb here means subject, oneself, which denotes putting oneself under someone or something. The term is in Luke uh, chapter 2, verse 51. The term uh, is to refer to Jesus' subjection to his parents. And in Romans 8, verse 7, where Paul employs the word to speak of being submissive to the commands of God's law. It is helpful to note several misconceptions about submission. First, submission does not mean inferiority. Galatians 3.28 clearly affirms that in spirituality, there is no difference between male and female. Now, second, submission is not an absolute. There may be times that a wife must refuse to her husband's desires if they violate the Word of God. Finally, the husband's authority is not to be exercised in an authoritative, overbearing manner. The wife's submission takes place in the context of a loving relationship. That wives submit to their husbands is fitting in the Lord. The Greek form in this phrase expresses an obligation, a necessary duty. This is how God commands the family to operate. Now let's take a look at verse 19. He says, Husbands, love your wives with an affectionate, sympathetic, selfless love that always seeks the best for them. And do not be embittered or resentful towards them because of the responsibility of marriage. Now, with that said, we have to take a look at Ephesians 5, verse 25. I'm going to read this one out of the Message Translation. It's powerful. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love, his love makes the church whole. His words invoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're actually doing themselves a favor. 
since they're already one in marriage. Good, good explanation. Husbands, listen up. Husbands are commanded to love their wives. The Greek word here is agape. This is a love that is to be continuously in action. In other words, the love that started at the beginning of the marriage is to continue throughout the marriage. It must never give way to bitterness. This love is best understood in the New Testament as a willing love, not a love of passion or emotion, but the love of choice. Maybe better put as covenant love. You see, Christ is the example. To walk in love is not merely to talk of it, but to exercise it and to do all that is done for God and Christ. And the saints from the from a principle of love and to advance increase, and abound in it, and to go on and continue therein. The example is to be copied after Jesus' love for the church, as Christ also has loved us with a love exceeding great and strong, which is wonderful, inconceivable, and unparable. And even as the Father has loved him with a love that is free and sovereign, unchangeable, and everlasting, of which he has given to the church. My friends, there is just so much here to comprehend and apply. The Lord is preparing his bride. And this whole concept about marriage is his plan to ultimately have his bride for his wife. With that said, I want to read Revelation 21, verse 9. John is being shown many things in this book. In Revelation 21, 9, John says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked, talked with me, saying, Here it is. Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. I say, Let's pray. Father God, our almighty creator in heaven, we just praise you, Lord. We praise you every day. Lord, you're here. You know where we're at. You know every cell in our body. Father God, in this teaching about the bride, about the husband and the wife. Father God, 
This is so, so important. Lord, you are purifying us all over this world, Father God, as your second return is upon us. Father God, you're coming for us. And we just thank you, Lord, that we can be here and we can we can pray to you, Lord. I lift every listener up here today, Father God, wherever they may be right now, Lord, wherever they may, whatever city they may be in, whatever country they may be in, Father God, I lift these prayers to you, to the to the throne room of God with the altar of incense that sweetens those prayers and that sweet aroma lifts to you, Lord. I just lift them up that they would understand purpose of wife and purpose of husband. And I just thank you in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen and amen. Well, folks, always love to hear from you. You can always email me at fillthelamp, all one word, at yahoo.com. So until next time, God bless you. I'm Neil Parks.